Thank you for checking out the Two West Boys podcast. We're going to be bringing you the Houston underground rap scene every week. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and SoundCloud at Two West Boys. That's the number two, W-E-S-S-B-O-Y-Z. And check out our weekly playlist by our guests or me and Big Kane. Oh, man, we back. Another episode of Two West Boys, me and Big Kane. We got a special guest in the building, man. Houston's own 100, man. How you doing, brother? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good, bro. I appreciate y'all, boy, having me on your shit. Man, and thank I, you. I was telling Kane that this is dope y'all doing this. This is some shit we need, you know. For our city, for our demographic. Yeah. Yeah, man. This is this is and that's exactly what we said. We said, man, nobody else is doing this for the culture that you know, the underground culture that we really just jam. So, I mean, for the city, you know, we're gonna put on. So, I mean, you know, we're gonna we're gonna have some questions. You know, good today. We're dry, but uh, yeah, man, we definitely <laughs> we definitely gonna get into it, man. Um, you got anything you know recently that you that you put out or you about to yeah. put out? Uh, just. Maybe a month ago, maybe two months ago, dropped a, a joint EP with producer Chris Rockaway called Graffiti Vibes. Hard. Um, and for me, it was kind of an experimental type of sound. He's a he's been trying to get different sounds in his music. So I said, hey man, let's go and just put it all together in one source. Now the the boys on that shit. So that's dope. We worked on it for. I don't know how many months. Uh, features B Honey and I saw Rocky Banks on there. Those are the only two features. And so, I mean, it's out. It's out. It's on Spotify, iTunes, everywhere you can look for it. But I'm also working on what I what I think to be my my biggest project uh, thus far. I got a lot of ideas and stuff. I wrote a lot of these songs. I've been traveling a lot. So a lot of things are inspired by stuff I've been seeing while getting off these planes. Dope. Where uh, you been? Where you been traveling? I didn't mean to cut you up, man. No, you good. I just came back from New Orleans two days ago. Dope. Um, between this time last year and now, I've been to Scotland, Germany, uh, London, England, um, LA, Phoenix, um, Denver, and I'm going to Portland. In like next month and also LA again in New York also so I just been putting in the work I want to I want to expand you know I get kind of claustrophobic in the city doing the same thing seeing the same people yeah and that frustrates me business-wise and also stifles my creativity so exactly I feel like I owe it to myself to get out there and see other shit I feel that man and that's what you know most artists should do you know yeah, yeah. you gotta you gotta believe in yourself number one and then just Make that move. So I, I, <laughs> I, I like your hustle, man. I, I really respect that. Appreciate Especially, you know, when Kane told me you be doing the international shows. I was like, damn, I didn't know, you know, I thought he, you know, just was really local or, you know, in, in the South. Yeah. But when he told me you do an international, I was like, dang, you really out there. I mean, I'm, you know, uh, I think we all got milestones to achieve. Right. And for me, I'm not famous, I'm not rich by any means, but I, I feel like I've, I've reached some of the dreams that I had when I was a child. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, making the radio for the first time was crazy, but then afterwards, someone asked me, okay, you you on the radio right now, now what? And that was like a mind-blowing experience, because from a child, that was the pinnacle. Right. 
just to make it there. And then when it happens, you realize, damn, I still got to work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I still got to wake up. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, some people see me as a somebody, but there's still millions of people in the city alone who don't even know who I am. Right. So it, it, it opens your mind to like, damn, I got a long way to fucking go. I've done some shit, but I really ain't done shit in the grand scheme of things. Um, and you kind of, you got to keep it optimistic, but at the same time, you realize that you can't get complacent with anything that you've achieved. So, like, to get away was, was to me, like, the ultimate um, mind opener on how much farther things can go. Right. Because I'm going places where ain't none of us shit. Right. You know what I mean? Like, whoever the top, whatever you could, name you can think of ain't shit. Right. In the grand scheme of things. And I'm like, okay, so why... Why would I be satisfied with XYZ calls? Or why would I be in competition with XYZ other artists or something like that? You know what I mean? Like yeah, sometimes our our goals and our vision get so short sighted that we are our own competition. We're the only person stopping us from making it. And I, I want to get out of that mentality because I feel like that's the recurrent theme where we live. Exactly, man. And I can definitely see that in you know in most local artists. That they're just so complacent in being in Houston that they cool, you know. Yeah, and I, you know, I like I try to tell you know some you know Freddie and all them expand. You gotta you gotta go to different places. Right. You gotta see different things. I'm, so. I'm cool with you know niggas I know with sleeping on me, but I get to a point where such and such someone from somewhere else thinks I'm the shit. Because right. At the end of the day, blow up however you blow up. Your people who've been there are gonna be like, oh yeah, that's my nigga. You're right from day one. I've been rocking with him. Right. I'm late. I'm late. I need to, you know, support such and such more often. But when you depended on them every day, now they feel a little dejected from them. Now it's like, okay, if I miss this guy's show, he's gonna subtweet me. Or, you know what I mean? He's gonna hold it against me because he feel like I own him because I know him in real life. Meanwhile, what if, what if as artists we decided that we're gonna not piggyback so much on the backs of our friends but we actually gonna go make ourselves real fans who don't know us in real life and allow our friends to not be a crush for us but to be an asset i feel you so that's kind of where i got with it man that's why i'm like if i gotta do this shit by myself yeah, so big. if i gotta go places where i'm unknown whatever it takes to do something different and get new results i don't want to you know like i said i feel like i would achieve certain things i don't want to keep spinning my wheels and getting frustrated when those things don't make me rich. Because how would they? I've already done them. Right. <laughs> the goal got to be to do some shit you ain't did before to get things you haven't had before. Mm, I like that. And I mean, I'm, a, I'm okay if ain't nobody else around me on that shit because my niggas gonna catch up. As always. You gotta leave by something, so here I am. Yeah, man, I, I really respect that. That's tight. That's right. Hey, man, I, I'm gonna dig right into it and we gonna get into it. Um, what got you, you know, started in this music industry, this music business? What got you, you know, um, your juices flowing? I, I feel like I've always been somewhat of someone who was a creative, you know, just writing in general. I was always good at that. Um, in school, I was always into poetry. I was always into performing arts, you know, acting. Um, I used to actually do stand-up poetry and like spoken word and hosted an event for that way back in like 2010 or something like that. In high school, I was a part of a group. We sold CDs at school and this was during the MySpace age. <laughs> you know what I mean? We, we won a contest with Manny Fresh and was like on his top four and shit. Oh shit? Hundreds of thousands of listens and stuff. And I had a song 
um, with Master P that you'll never hear. <laughs> yeah. Damn, you had a song with a legend. You had a no limit legend. Nobody's ever gonna hear that. It was a good song. And but we put it on MySpace before it got cleared, so we got uh, into some trouble and shit. Uh, yeah. And so therefore it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. Uh, it's gone. And you know, the, the autumn autumn plays and all this shit got taken off the internet, you know what I mean? So you know, this was a time where people were blowing up off and stuff exactly, like that. Exactly, yeah. So potentially, we could have been having this conversation 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know what I mean? Shit didn't go like that. And at that time, it was just fun. It wasn't a business. I didn't know shit about it, which is why we made that dumb mistake. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and I kind of fell back because I was, you know, like, damn, starting from ground zero. And I went to school, went to PB. I was in PB during the time. Like, I was cool with Bone and, and Superstar right before they came. Blew up, yeah. You know what I mean? So I got to witness all that. I saw the same shit with Jerome. Um, I was painting t-shirts. We did the shirts for the Ice Cream Paint Job video. So I'm, like, right there next to everybody that was doing the shit. And I wasn't even really worried about music. I still was only doing it for fun and just um, enjoying being a college student and everything that came along with that. Uh, I would say... After school, when my brother got killed, that really kind of made me want to get back to focusing on what made me happy. Yeah. Um, and he's he was cool with everybody, currency whiz, hanging out with everybody. You know, people know he was cool with Drake and shit. Yeah. So he's always telling me, bro, you go harder than a lot of these niggas, bro. Like, why are you not doing this shit? You know, I still listen to your old music, blah, blah, blah. And after he was gone, I, I feel like I kind of owed him to it do it because I know that's something that he would have wanted to see. That was your number one fan. Plus, being his big brother, I feel like it was my duty to keep him alive. Yeah. And nobody else, you know, a lot of people forgot about that shit, but that's something that still holds weight to me. I'm a father, my, my child asks about his uncle all the time, you know what I'm saying? There's a family purpose behind it. Yeah. And I use that to be my motivation whenever business gets in the way of the fun part of making music because I feel like I have a um, a destiny that's bigger than a lot of these other people's ambition. You know, a lot of people look at rap, especially as just a lit, you know what I mean? Like, okay, I put so much money in, I'm gonna get so much back, or right. if I be goofy enough and follow this trend enough, I'm gonna be <laughs> on, you know what I'm saying? Which is cool, I'm not knocking it, yeah. but my shit is, I'm thinking so much bigger than that, and I got so many more responsibilities than people. Basically, their well-being depending upon my hustle, that I have to do. Right. Like, this was something that was always in me, but now it's like, God's calling and looking. Okay, you gonna really do all this shit, my nigga, or you just bullshit? You know what I mean? I really feel like that. I gave you this gift. Right. So what you gonna do? I gave you this gift. Yeah. You know so and so people, so and so many people know about you, blah, blah, blah. Now, what you gonna do? Are you just gonna be like everybody else, or are you gonna do something different? So, I, I try to stay uh, true to that core. It gets difficult at times because, you know, as you know, to be a musician, there's a lot of obstacles and a lot of financial obligations and stuff yeah. that can get in the way when you're doing it on your own. Shit. But, you know, you got to find the light at the end of the tunnel and you can't run to it, cry to it. I feel that, man. Did your brother rap? Or was My he just did a, rap, man. He, he, he was on the scene. He was best friends with Jazz Prince. Okay. They went to the church together and stuff when they was little kids and they always been cool and then they was in a little group, little clique called Young Mafia together. So he was like rapping like, without being a rapper like artist. Right. And because of that, and also doing basic like t-shirts for 
pretty much everybody's music video and every club event at that time. He was just kind of like the man, and our whole little group was was popular for just being the cool guys and stuff like that, which is why I never took rap seriously because we didn't need to. We was at that time pretty much getting all the same <laughs> benefits that uh, a local superstar would get. Right. You know what I'm saying? Getting in free of work, getting whatever woman you wanted. So we did that shit as young <laughs> niggas with no money. Right. So I was like, that shit was lame to me because everybody was trying to be famous. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we cool with the, with the cool niggas for just who we are. But y'all trying to force it and reaching and roaching and all that stuff. Y'all look like, wax me. So I never really saw um, that as something I wanted to really pursue professionally because I didn't want to go through all the bullshit. Um, but no, he didn't. He didn't do music. He did tattoos. He was an artist. He was a drawer, a painter. He really got me into painting. So y'all the guys behind the basic art teachers yeah, man. from back in the day. Yeah, man. Not just us, but you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's about ten of us. You yeah, know man. Mean? I remember seeing them shirts like everywhere. Like whenever I went out to walk like, a party, yeah, or to a club. Like this, this club. was our income. Yeah, this everybody was, our, was rocking a shirt. This was our income, yeah. man, and, and it was a whole a family situation. Business got in the way of that too. Mm. Everybody wasn't on the same page. Yeah. In it for the same stuff. Go. I mean, I'm a forward thinker. Yeah. So when I, I see that we made a thousand dollars, I'm like, dog. It's we, ten of us. We just made a thousand dollars. We can make ten thousand dollars. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And if, if niggas ain't thinking like that, it, that thousand goes away like real, real quick. Real quick. Or you use yo nine hundred. I still got my thousand. You on a hundred now? Now we beefing. When we really could just put it in the pot. So I mean shit like that, but it's just young nigga shit. We, we didn't have no old heads. We didn't have no niggas didn't know back then. Nobody, nobody was like, hey, y'all niggas. Really y'all <laughs> niggas got the whole region on lock, low key. Like, it wasn't just high school, it wasn't just PV, it was y'all had Lamar, the city, yeah. Niggas, you know what I'm saying? Wherever. Where you gonna see that shit? We was we had a, a shirt that was on my super sweet 16 on MTV. Like I said, it was what? In music videos, all kind of shit. Oh, so y'all was out there. Like nationwide. But yeah. nobody knew who was doing it. It was yeah. no Legal shit behind it. There was no real money. Y'all were just doing it for the fun. Yeah. So I'm a little older. Like I said, I was an older brother. So I'm looking at this shit like, bro, this is like, it's really crazy that this is so easy. It's so easy and we do it in our spare time when we need gas money or some weed money. Yeah. But why not get rich? Because at the same time, Muskeen was doing the same thing. Muskeen ended up getting printed shirts that was um, picked up by Macy's. You can go to the gallery in Macy's and see a mesquite. And I remember seeing the mesquite. Everybody used to, and then they started copying that shit. Right. Yeah. Because it was easier to, it was more accessible because it was global, online, whatever. And they saw it. In the stores. Yeah. Meanwhile, we're doing this shit at home. You know what I mean? So that just, to me, that fucked me up a little bit. Like, dog, look at the potential of what could be, bro. Like, we worry about these little sunshines getting these small benefits to be cool or to have fun or whatever. Meanwhile, we take it more business-wise, we could be set for life. Like, so let me ask you this. If you if you think if you had an OG, y'all still be doing it now? If we had an now? OG, somebody who could kind of guide us, but, you know what I mean? Like, bro, the sky's the limit. Same thing with the music shit in high school. Like I said, we had... 
we was manifest was fucking with us like tough this is right before cash money broke up so that could have been something. that could have been so yeah you know what I'm saying y'all could have been the real rich gang <laughs> I don't know it's straight up though you know what I'm saying back when rap was all fun I feel like I, I might have even rap better back then you know what I'm saying because it was no pressure at all niggas just having fun and the, you know follow that with the Master P thing which happened not too long after like opportunities were opening up we had no fucking idea what we were doing on the business side so there was someone to be like hey man I see this potential let me guide y'all blah 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 that's a million dollar opportunity then the clothes shit came later that was a million dollar opportunity so I'm, I'm looking at this shit now that I'm a grown ass man like Blown chances, but at the same time, I've had other opportunities since then. So that lets me know that the the good fortune is still in my favor. Right. Like God has been in my corner this whole time. I just took a couple wrong lifts, you know what I mean? Or, you know. So I don't know that stuff like that. You can look at it as shoulda, coulda, woulda, or you can look at it as I know better next time. Right. And that's the problem in, in Houston, man. I just feel like the OGs, they never want to lend a helping hand to the young cats that's true. coming up, man. It's true. And I, that's so sad. Like, it could be, Houston could be on the map. They could be something com- compared to bro, where we are now. It's, 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 no, it's nothing for so-and-so OG to say, hey, look, T.I., you want me on your next album? Cool. Well, why don't you put XYZ, my little nigga, on your next mixtape? Yeah. They gonna do it off the strip, off the strip, off the strip of the OG. They gonna do yeah. it, and you know that that could put on the whole wave of every new cat. Exactly from that point. But I don't know. I I, I think because rap is such a new form of music, mm-hmm. old rappers don't have a retirement plan, mm. so it's not in their benefit to hang it up. They gotta keep going. They, they gotta keep going because they don't know what the fuck else to do because they've trained for this stage of life their and whole it. life. And that's it. Now they got there, <laughs> there is no end goal in this shit. If you ain't Jay, you got XYZ, all these other businesses, yeah. stuff like that, you don't know what to do. So you kind of feel like a, a new wave is almost impeding who you are. You, you, you gotta, you're territorial now. Exactly. I'm Houston. I'm holding yeah, on. Fuck these young punks. And oh, I let y'all, I get on y'all song, but I won't let you on my song type shit. Oh, and they'll charge you. I mean, they we get charged. Yeah, we get charged for sure. But that still doesn't. They not putting you on a CD though, so it only helps you. It only benefits you because you're paying homage forever. Yeah. You're not treated as an equal. He not looked at as like I'm doing this for the city. It's like I'm doing this for you. You blah blah blah. That's my help to you instead of actually trying to make sure that you good long time. And I mean, I'm not saying all OGs are on that shit, but that is a genuine, general consensus amongst, you know what I mean, people who feel like they got a position, they want to hold that position. Yeah. And that really just sucks, bro. It does suck, because it's a lot of, I I look around at my peers, bro, and I honestly feel like it's a lot of us that have the talent. Exactly, The talent part is not the problem at all. It's it's just getting on. It's the wave. Catch the wave. And I see that all the time, like, I'll go to like little shows with Kang or whatever, yeah. and I this would be like dudes I've never heard of. And killing it, hoe. And killing it, bro. Thursday night I went to a bomb garden, and Thursday is you know the rocker white crowd, it's not yeah. that crowd. And I went and upstairs there's this band playing, rock band, and I swear to God excluded nobody. 
excluding nobody. <laughs> this was the best rock and roll performance I've ever seen in my life, bro. I was in this house like, what the fuck? And you never heard of these cats? Never seen them, never heard of them. They not on nobody's radar. They had that whole rocking. It was two guitars. One was also a lead singer, a bass, um, and drummer. And every individual had solos in every song. What? And they was spazzing out in that house. I wonder if it was one of my homeboys from high school from my first high school before Westside. I know he's in a rock band. I, I had to. I can't remember the name of When him. I got ready to leave, I had to go talk to him and they're putting up. I'm like, bro, where can I buy your shit? I'm going to give you all my money right now. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, we don't even have anything recorded online yet. We're working on that right now. I was, I was like blown away. Damn. The it wasn't a tall white dude, was it? The name of the band is called Jazz Radio. Let me see. I don't know how they spell it. I don't know if they spell it with regular ticks or what, or they got a special way, but he was like, we call it Jazz Radio, and we don't have nothing online yet. You know, we're going to keep on performing and letting people know when we're ready. And I'm like, how are you this good without nothing recorded? That's fucking crazy to me. That's crazy. They had like the Nirvana vibe, and the lead singer was kind of Kurt Cobain. It was like Nirvana meets Red Hot Chili Peppers. Ooh. Damn. Jamming. And if you don't know that, folks, go do your research. Yeah, man. I had, uh, like I said, I'm not, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not on payroll to say this. I don't even know these guys. <laughs> but that's just a testimony to how much raw talent is in the city of Houston that's going unrecognized. That's right. On every genre. Every genre, from soul, hip hop, R and B. Nobody knows. Everything. Nobody knows what it takes to make because none of us have. So that's where the whole rush crab mentality come from. People really are hungry and feel like if it's one piece of cheese over there, I gotta kill you because if you get it, I might not never see it again. Right. And it's, a, it's bread out here for everybody. It is. It's enough people for all of us to have fans that don't fuck with each other. Exactly. <laughs> so why are we flexed up? And why are we so afraid to fully go in for the next person? Why are we so afraid to collaborate? Why are we so afraid to support? Why we so, you know, feel so tense about what we retweet and all that. It's just, just corny to me, bro. And that's, that all goes back to me feeling like, I need to get the fuck out of here every now and again. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Me and Kane be feeling the same way, bro. You're not the only one. So I, I already understand. I And when I go to these shows, man, I can see the culture is changing. It's more Caucasians it is. It at is. the show and Latino cats at the shows compared to, you know, man. us. I mean, shit, dumb man, dumb man, like, he's always, like, his people's come out all the time. Like, that's right. true following. But even him, like, even though a lot of people know of him, people come to the show, he himself hasn't had, like, a big break. Right. Like, yeah. Anything pop off for him. He has a following. He has, like, a... You know, mm-hmm. but that's for everybody. A lot of people in Houston got big, well, not even big followings. I'd say strong followings to like educate the next to like, man, you need to be jamming this dude. Like this dude, is somebody you need to be looking out for. It's just, I don't know. The city's kind of like. It, I feel like I once know. you start getting a wave, yeah. If it don't pop off from you, people get. There's no thrill anymore. Yeah. Okay, this dude was supposed to make it. I know he's talented. I've been rocking with him. I've been seeing him getting pressed, blah, blah, blah. But he ain't on, so, man. I'm done with him. People feel like that. Yeah. And then they move on to the next whatever's hotter at the moment. Except Maxo. Except Maxo. But Maxo, see, and this is another thing, too, which uh, may or may not be true. When you look at the people who 
we put on the next level. I mean, you can, you can say Kirkland if you want to. A lot of these guys that are like, that have made it to the next plateau, they never really gave a fuck about trying to be the best in this. Yeah. They just wanted it. And it worked. Yeah. Meanwhile, some of us, you know, we get hype off of that Houston Press. We get hype off of uh, Houston Radio. We get hype off of that. And we, like I said earlier, get complacent. But then Houston don't give a fuck no more because nobody else does. So what if we thought the other way around? What if we ripped for Houston and didn't only work in Houston? Like Travis, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Sammy, whatever. You know, yeah. these niggas is doing shit elsewhere. And that- But keeps, still put it on for the city. And that keeps Houston from getting bored with them. Some of us, we stay here in Houston and don't even give a fuck no more. And now we're looking like, damn, what I'm supposed to do? You look like Mr. Krabs now. Damn, I done did all this shit for the city. <laughs> But the city loved me up until one point, and then now they, they don't love me the same. Now I got nowhere else to go. Sad. Hey, do you feel like it's a bunch of culture vultures in what? the city? Come on, bro. Like, <laughs> like dude, like, it'll be like this, you know, certain people that be like, hey, this nigga trash. But, you know, when this Secretly nigga, gym. But you know, when this nigga get on, they they the first nigga on Twitter or Instagram, Snapchat. Hey, this nigga jams. That's that's all the same. That's all the same mentality. Like, I don't know what it is. I, I can't I can't even explain what that the definition of the word is that would <laughs> that would make somebody be afraid to fuck with somebody else. It's it's an insecurity almost like like if you like what you like, just jam it. Even if you don't like it, you ain't gotta say nothing. Exactly. You don't have to down it. That there's 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 no fucking law that you you can't just support what you like, and you also have to down everything that isn't that. Or or people who only feel like they partners is talented. That shit is the worst. If you ain't my nigga, fuck your music. Really? <laughs> nigga feel like that. Yeah. Nigga feel like that. You have to be a a personal relationship to be talented. That's crazy as hell. And I mean, I, I think that's all goes back to the shit. We starving out here. Niggas want to make it. I can't allow somebody else to make it first. I gotta be the guy, or my guy has to be the guy, or my team gotta be the team. Yeah. Being nobody else exists out here, and niggas be feeling like that. And I mean, that's. But then. When that person makes it without you, now you feel shitty, so you gotta go try to massage that relationship so that hopefully he can help your partner get on now. Mm. Now you go back, okay, well, I know I said this nigga was trash. This nigga's on MTV now. Hey, I fuck with so-and-so music. He putting on for Houston. Maybe mm. that nigga will see this. Okay, now he gonna check for us. Mm. You been corny from the start. You was corny beginning when you was hating for no reason. Mm. Now you corny dick riding. Mm. How about you just be whatever you are the whole time? Sound like a certain somebody in the city of Houston. I don't even know who y'all talking about, but it's a lot of people. So I mean, I man, it's a lot. Whoever, whoever, yeah. y'all niggas say fit that shoe, <laughs> probably fit that shoe, man. Cause man. It's, that, I'm talking in generalities, you yeah. know. But I, it's you can see it. it yeah, yeah, you see and it. And it's 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 pretty obvious whenever people do stuff like that. I, I feel like faking the funk. There's ways around all that, bro. Like, That's just like with uh, riff raff. Like I can remember. Sophomore year, that's like 2009 for me. Yeah. Bro, nobody was jamming Riff Raff. I think the only people that jamming Riff Raff was me and Rod and a few others. And I was like, I, he gonna blow up. Everybody's like, you're crazy. You're I, knew crazy. Who he was, I knew who he was because he used to come to Walmart all the time where I used to work. 
Yeah. And I knew I was he he just had like two females with him at all times. I was like, this nigga about to be somebody. No, it wasn't even about the females. Bro. No, 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 like, not about the females. Because then after that, I found out he did music. Yeah, yeah, the music itself. Yeah, it was able to. It, it was gonna. It was gonna be something for another crowd, like. like and it said, wasn't just gonna be a gimmick, like it, you say. Everybody in Houston don't have to rock with it, right. but he was always putting on for Houston. He was always saying, "I'll be out here in Jersey Village." Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then boom, Diplo, boom, Rob Dirty. Like he's just meeting these people outside of Houston, and they're like, "Damn, you're from Houston? Who's from Houston?" Kirko. And then after that, it's like they think of Zero, Pimp C. Yeah. When there's a whole gang of. Niggas, 100, a whole, whole bunch of other people, and it's like, damn. That's how it rocks out here, man. And that's so sad, bro. It's crazy. But, I mean, we do have a we do have a big network that's building now. It just needs one person to pop, or a few people to pop. And, once it, and once it pops, yeah. the sky's the limit. That's the, way I, that's the way I look at it in the field. Yeah, I mean, people love us. They don't love us, but they love shit that we have. They oh, love yeah. everything about our culture and stuff like that. They so, like to steal it. <laughs> all we gotta do is say, hey, look, this is where the shit come from. These are people who actually bred of that. And, I mean... Look how this nigga Drake came down to the city, stole the vibe. Not just necessarily stole the vibe, but just, like, put on for the city. And people, some people think he from Houston. Yeah, he gotta, he gotta continually. Uh, and I ain't even mad at that. It was one of the first cities to really <laughs> in, embrace him from another. You know, it takes a lot to embrace from another city. I ain't even mad at that young man for doing that. I remember that. Uh, Rogers used to DJ his shows, and it'd be like 40, 50 people in there. Yeah, like, yeah. cause he. Uh, <laughs> I remember you know hearing that nigga Rogers' name on one of his mixtapes yeah. cause he was supposed to chop and screw it. Yeah. That's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's a lot of those types of like out of nowhere type situations that continually, like I, I mentioned the ones from when I was in school that yeah. intentionally like inspire me. Like I'm looking at Tory Lanez the same way. Mm-hmm. I mean, a couple years ago, maybe 2012, 2013, I did, I opened for a big creative South by Southwest. It was me and DeLorean um, and the Nice Guys and Tory Lanez. Tory Lanez didn't have no bigger fucking fans than I did, and I know, you know what I'm saying? He didn't have no bigger crowd than I did, but now look at Tory Lanez, he's global, you know what I mean? So, dog, we're right there, bro, like, we are, whoever you want to talk about, the door is not far away. It just says that one, that one song. The one song, the one move. Anything. You know what I mean? It's a done deal. You just got to be consistent, and you got to have your team strong, and that's the part. Because niggas don't want to be team oriented. And that's it, bro. Because they, they think that it's going to pop that day, that month. Like, it, it don't take, it don't pop overnight. Right. It, it take it take a minute. Like Yeah, it's, it's definitely strategic. Yeah. It's very, especially in this age with the internet making it easier for people to get that shit out. Mm-hmm. It takes a strategy behind that. The people who are doing it has a fucking plan. The luck shit comes every now and again, but for the most part, even the lucky people were at least consistent. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I I think as artists, the reason why a team is important is because it's hard to be a businessman and a creative at the same time. Mm -hmm. That's probably been my biggest thing. There's only so many hours in the day, and I'm trying to do everything, which sometimes ends up doing nothing. Right. (laughs) Whereas if you can focus on, and this is why I think I saw younger people have a better advantage, 
when you don't got responsibilities and all real nigga shit getting in your way and you can just record and that be the end it's a lot easier to, to have fun with it and that's what you're gonna make the most of when it, when it sounds like people can engage with the fun part or not even fun whatever it makes you you if you're not focusing on that because you're too busy trying to be flexed up the world for the next man got going on or you you know what I mean? All that extra bullshit is take away from the, the music side of things. I, I, I try to shut myself out. Yeah. I try to stay away from all that negative, you know, y'all niggas don't even, y'all ain't seen me in all the time. You know what I'm saying? I'm not in town or I'm isolated trying to get better. Snapchat, you went down Germany. I'm like, damn, I'm trying to be like you. <laughs> but not, yeah, yeah. Definitely feel what you're saying, bro. Yeah, most definitely. Like, and when you said the young part where kids ain't got, you know, responsibilities where they can just record all day, the first thing that popped in my head was Trill Sammy. Exactly. They made that that track on Twitter. Exactly. And look at them. Dude was in high school, making music all day, probably. Yeah. Fuck it, I'm, on, I'm out here, I'm a viral nigga. Y'all gotta try, I'm, how much you want for a verse? Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. It started off like that, man. Shit. <laughs> that's 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 it's a young man sport, you know. I'm, I'm yeah. And there's no hate to them niggas. Nah, them niggas actually doing what see, you bro. gotta do. Yeah. Like, I, they I, team is strong. I commend them niggas, bro. This shit happened in six months. <laughs> Literally, you bro. Know what I'm saying? Shout out to Dice All, bro. Literally, I remember seeing them on on the Twitter. Retweet after retweet after retweet. It was a done deal. They took See, I knew about Dice. I didn't know about Trip. I've been knowing about Dice. He oh, always yeah. been rapping. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's been rapping for me. Yeah, I, I've been on him. Uh, of him. Uh, we met in October. I've seen him twice uh, around the same time. and This was before everything. And it was like maybe a month or two later, 3 million views on YouTube and shit like that. Shout out to them niggas, man. Yeah. Shout out to them for putting it on for the city one time. Yeah, they always rapping the city. Yeah, they, they rapping the city. They on tour with Riff Rap, rapping the city. Rapping both of them. <laughs> so, yeah. That's crazy. Hey, man, I, I want to get into Feel Sobriety, which is an extra dope mixtape of yours, if you don't mind. I got a couple of tracks that I just want to just ask what was your, you know, your thought process, your mind at the time. Okay. Uh, I'm going to start off with Empty Goals, produced by George Young. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead. What, what, what was just your thought process and you know your creative I feel like mindset? Empty goes like is okay. First, let me say, feel sobriety was something that I needed to do to get all of this shit off my mind and chest. Mm. Like I've been consumed with the thoughts about the shit with my brother. Mm -hmm. Like consumed, like I guess depressed is the word. Yeah. Um, and it comes out a lot. And sometimes uh, fans, they don't know how to take that. Mm -hmm. Because you don't want to keep hearing about that shit in a certain extent. Or like it can it can be isolating where the music is more about me than for who it's for. So I needed Feel Sobriety to be the way that it was so that I can get to a place where it's back fun again and it's not just like therapeutic only. This is why it's laid out the way it's laid out. Right. So for Empty Goals, it was like a reflection of how the pursuit of this shit makes most of us do it for the wrong reasons. Mm. Once you start getting a little bit more attention, your pussy rate go up, you know what I mean? You start having to <laughs> live the lifestyle that you talk about. Right. So you're going to start buying dumb shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, you, you start 
starting beefs with niggas and you know all that all that egotistical things that comes with um, going from nothing to something. Um, I feel like me and a lot of us have experienced and even like accepted because it's just kind of part of the lifestyle. So our goals change. The whole point of us, and this that's how you were beforehand, but I don't think most people start out their life thinking that way. Right. Life kind of conditions us to be that way because that's what famous means in 2016. So it kind of changed your entire goal of what the fuck you was in front of the microphone to begin with for. So to the point that your goals become empty shit. And that's, you know, that's what this song is really about. So I'm, I'm kind of giving a testimony of how um, money, cars, and hoes can't be the only fucking reason we doing this shit. Like, that can't be why we signed up. That wasn't what we wanted. Yeah, that shit come with it. But that was supposed to be a bigger purpose in this shit. Like buying your mama a house or for me, you know what I'm saying, uh, keeping my brother's name alive and um, doing for my babies and, you know, and shit like that. But um, as a, a, a nigga who goes from nothing to something, it's easy to get blinded out here. Mm. That's dope. Uh, how does fruit culture with ESG come about? Screw culture. I had a, a earlier version of screw culture that I had did, and the original was just the sample from Tevin Campbell. Mm-hmm. We actually sampled the original song. Um, Young Knight did it, and Knight's relationship with me is like I kind of help. I'm not a producer. So when I have an idea, I hit him up and I say, hey bro, go to this song on YouTube, listen from 3.45 to 3.57. I want to sample that part and make that a bridge and this other part, be, and then he'll go do it. Um, and that was the case in that original song. And then, I don't know, like I, I, I grew up on the Big Mo era in the whole screwed up click era when damn near every song was a remix of an old song. And they would literally take the exact melody and pitch that was used on an old song and make it about some Houston shit. Right. And I thought that was hella dope, man. <laughs> to the point that niggas didn't even know that they were doing that shit till you got older. And I was like, I want to do one. So on my verse, I just try to think of every fucking Houston reference I could think in the 16. Because people have made Houston dedication songs, but nobody really made one that were like, the bars were actual references. So I tried to challenge myself to do that. Um, and people liked the song a lot more than I thought they were going to. So I was like, you know what? Let's try to do this shit again without the sample. And at the time I was working at iMix with Track Sound. So um, Track Sound's made the, the new beat. Mm. Uh, you know, B is somebody that I always want to work with. That's like my best friend in life and shit like that. And I think she's one of the most talented singers out. So it made sense to do it with her. Cause we have an actual relationship and I know that I can perform with her at any time and then shit who else better to put on that song than the guy who made Swing in the Bang you know what right. I mean and shit like that you know what I mean like it would have been probably only him or, or maybe Lil Kiki you know that, that would fit that song <laughs> right so luckily at the time Optimo Radio was playing my shit a lot and the guy who owns Optimo Radio uh, helped link me with ESG and I played him what I had, and he was like, man, you got some, like, I fuck with your shit, you know what I mean? He, he, being an OG, he gets offers to do songs often, he's like, sometimes I'll just freestyle this shit just to get it over with, but I really want to get on this shit for real, for real. And so I went to the studio where he records it, 
and Will Lean was there. I saw another legend, and I got to hang out with you know some original SUC niggas and watch them record a verse for my song. That's like. Like some shit you call a dream of, you know what I mean? He didn't seen it to me or nothing. I was there. You recorded it, yeah. You know, so I put it out and, and people really fucked with it and, I, and it got played on 937 uh, radio station. Rogers played it actually. And then I just wanted to keep it going. Actually, that song's not dead to me. Like, I still want to do the video. And we did get the okay to shoot it at the screw shop. So that's probably going to be one of my next moves before this next CD come out. I, I feel like that's a song that isn't dated. Um, you know, old school sample, old school references, old school cat on it. We can bring that back whenever in Houston gonna rock with it. Houston yeah. always gonna rock with something, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. So that's that song still ain't dead, but it's definitely I would say a fan favorite. One of one of my biggest selling songs thus far. Yeah, that song extra tight. That was like the first song that I really heard from you, and I was like, ooh. Because I told Kane, I was like, oof. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to keep that feeling all the time, man. Yeah. I want you to feel like that on this next shit. I feel that. I, I can really appreciate that and respect that. Uh speaking of field sobriety, uh Major League with Hoodstar. How'd that come about? Like Um, Major League, it was produced by Cole Red, who I think is a super dope producer. He a local producer? Yeah, he's here. Okay. He's here. Um I don't know, I wanted a, I wanted some hype shit. Like I said, I was trying to get away from always talking about, you know, personal issues and life sad stories and all that shit. I ain't wanna turn into that guy, that's not me. Um, that's when my music has started gravitating towards and I I was going through a lot of bullshit at the time. Um, music related but outside of my control with a lot of fuck shit. And I think I was angry on that song. That one and also uh I was a little angry. <laughs> so I wanted to get that off. And Chance is the homie, man. You know, I, I see him often. We we kind of been doing this shit about the same amount of time. Um, got some connects on his side, some some mutual friends and mutual interests and stuff like that. So it was just a natural fit. It's, I listened to the beat and it sounded like his rap style to me. So I asked him to come to Omnis. We recorded that with Trey Sounds too. Um, to hop on that hole and just, you know, shit on a couple people in personal situations. And, <laughs> and that's really how they came about, man. I, I feel like, like on the course, I'm saying, go and get it for the critic. Like, everybody has an opinion. Everybody has an opinion. Niggas who ain't never rapped, ain't never been successful in shit, but tweeting, got some opinion about niggas who are successful. And that shit is like, bro, how do you have the audacity to say, what it takes to make it when you ain't ever made it. How do you have the audacity to try to shit on somebody's dreams when you ain't ever achieved nothing? Mm. How how can how can you be a critic? How how do, what are, what are your credentials to even have an opinion that's worthy? And that's why the course like go and get it. Fuck a critic, cause niggas is gonna critique you regardless, nigga. So I'm really talking to myself. Hey man, no matter what niggas is talking about. If they not finna box you and they not finna shoot you, their opinion don't fucking matter. If they not impeding on your money, their opinion don't matter. If they trying to impede on your money, that should just make you go harder regardless of what they say. Yeah, I feel that they doing all from 140 characters. Man, <laughs> it's gonna take them. A, it's gonna take them an hour to get their paragraphs off, man. But in that hour, you could have made some money. <laughs> Easy, bro. <laughs> I feel that, man. I can respect that, man. That mixtape there, I mean, if y'all haven't heard it, man, we're going to give this information at the end of the program. But that mixtape right there is a super dope 
super dope mixtape mm -hmm. to just jam. You see it's on the wall. Yeah, man. I saw that. Is that is that your little man? That's, my, that's my son. <laughs> How old is he right uh, there? This bitch is probably like three years old. That's dope. He's seven now. I always thought that was a dope picture. Um, that's a dope. That's a dope shot, though. Yeah. I can respect that. Shout out to shout out to little man. What's his Already. name? Sean Payton. Shout out to you, man. Your pops out here doing big shout things, out to Pay -Pay. man. Pay -Pay. Yeah, man. Nah, uh, <laughs> got the nickname. As a father, I can respect that, man. Uh, right now, who who are you really listening to? Uh, not just in Houston, but um, let's see, let's see. Who am I really listening to? I checked out the Khaled. Um, what you think? It was cool. I came and I was talking to before recording stuff. I liked it. I was only listening to it one time. So maybe that means I wasn't like blown away. Yeah, I listened to it once as well. I think um, my favorite, um, I still listen to fucking Big Sean, Dark Scott Paradise. Awesome. That was a complete CD. Before you continue with that, I, I have just some just some opinions why do people hate on Sean so much Sean is one of the best niggas that's doing this shit bro he's one when, of the best when Big Sean stopped gimmicking when he started saying boy and yeah. giggity he started out rapping everybody in this shit and not just out rapping versus wise cause that's easy to do yeah yeah he started making very very good songs and I and I feel like he had a similar situation like I was kind of saying for myself where he started getting on and started he's achieving all these goals and it was a pressure of how to be a commercialized success and he started doing that instead of just focusing on being great at what made him him and somewhere along the way I feel like this nigga said you know what I did all this other shit for y'all it didn't work out let me just go back to being the best rapper yeah. and once he made that decision in his mind Dark Sky Paradise was super tight. All his features were super tight. The city, 2088 with Janae. Like, that shit is super The repay, repay value alone is outliving most of these hyped up CDs. So, I don't know how anybody can talk down on the man. The nigga, he just not. I mean, Wayne kind of said it on deep. He said, I feel like Sean don't get enough shine. It's because he ain't throwing no signs. He ain't got the tattoo. You know what I mean? Spinach your lines. And getting your point across, cross the line, some time cross with pride. Yeah. Like, he's telling, he's saying, well, Lil Wayne himself is saying, niggas ain't giving this man enough credit. Maybe because he's not out here glamorizing dumb shit. Maybe exactly. because he's not out here doing gimmick shit, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, when it comes to just music, telling bro, it's not too many that yeah, I don't I don't see niggas who's just better than him, bro. Like I really don't. I don't either, bro. And I see every day on Twitter, I see somebody saying this nigga Sean is trash. Like I'm like, shit, I see more than that. Every Cole, J Cole said every day, sets, bro. But they fuck with Twenty One Savage. I mean, exactly. Not saying nothing, there's nothing wrong with, but like. Real raps. You have real <laughs> lyricists out here spitting bars. Real lyricism is a dying art, bro. Yes. That's the problem. It's not who is making the real lyricism. It's the fact that niggas don't want real lyrics no more. That's what it comes down to. Um, the rap game has accelerated in production rate. And because of that, it's like home cooked food versus microwave shit. Yeah. Home cooked food, you got to buy more ingredients. So that's more time. time. You yeah. in the stove. Then you gotta prepare it 
Then you gotta cook it, which takes a long time before you get to eat it. But niggas is hungry right now. They want that shit every couple minutes. So therefore, they don't feel like doing that shit. I'm just gonna buy this TV meal, put that hole in the microwave, and get full. Fuck nutrients. And that's why it's a microwave society right now. Bro, we live in it. So, I mean, if that's... If everything's faster, if TVs, you can get TV faster, if you can get movies faster before them hoes even come out, if you can put your whole fucking life or even your made up life on social media, if we can get the news faster than the news reporters can get it, why the fuck would niggas spend time on listening or on or creating actual thought provoking music? Exactly. It's the whole society's problem. Um, and it's trickled down to the fans' attention span. So we ain't got time to digest this much this uh fucking double on challenge. Nigga, give me a motherfucking drill sound. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't even gotta make <laughs> you ain't gotta make sense, my nigga. Give me the triple the triple flow. Yeah, you know, you know make my head bob and then say say catchy ass hook, nigga, and that's the end of this shit. What the fuck you thinking and writing it down for? Fuck, we ain't got time for that. And that, that's that's what it came down to. And it's just what happens that. Big Sean, Jay Cole, Kendrick, these other niggas are the main niggas who are not doing that. Yeah, they would they would hate on me, you know what I'm saying, or whoever else, because some of us came in during a different era. The the trend has changed. Damn. And then you know it'd be the dudes and be like, yeah, I jam, you know, I jam real music. Nigga, Sean Cole and Kendrick are real music. Like I, the I just don't, I just don't, because me and my lady, we was in the car. And we was listening to, um, it was either 2088 or, I think it was 2088. Yeah. And this nigga Sean said something just, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I had to run it back, bro. He does that a lot. I was like, bro, he didn't say that. And I had to run it back and listen to it. I'm like, and then I was thinking, I was like, how can cats just really hate on this dude? Like, he's spitting hard ass bars and making good songs and too. making good ass songs is one or the other exactly and that would be the argument that would be the argument this Ex- nigga ripped that whole but the song ain't that exactly he, bro. he don't have that problem he gives you both right so very man. few people can do that that's difficult shout out to sean man shout out to big sean yeah man. look man. up to big sean he's talented and he's not about the bullshit he don't do no gimmicks and no fuck shit and oh, he no. just raps he just rap and i've been rocking sean since finding famous mixtapes i feel like that's the same type of element that i try to bring you don't see me with all this shenanigans i'm you know i, I chill shit i damn near don't really just go crazy until the microphone in my hand <laughs> Besides that, nigga, I'm about making it straightforward. Yeah, I feel that, man. Anybody else other than Sean Don, you jamming? Um, I mean, I, and don't get me wrong, I listen to all that other shit too. You know what I mean? Like, one of my favorite uh, Atlanta artists is Trouble. I listen to Trouble. I like Sunny Digital. Okay. He done made the crossover to an artist. You know what I'm saying? And his shit is really tight. Um, what else am I listening to right now? Damn, you put me on spot. <laughs> I've been honestly, I got I got this USB in my car that got a whole bunch of albums on it. Yeah, and I've been jamming all oh, shit for the past couple of weeks. I've been listening to Lay Registration and Graduation, the real, and the documentary, <coughs> and uh, you know shit from that time when things were starting to cross over. It wasn't all like gangster music, but it wasn't just club music. Nigga, right. it's in this middle era. But well, people weren't just talking about, you know, fuck the police, blah, 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 selling his weight. They were talking about their life story. Um, but it was before the life story was just about bitches and turning up. That's that's kind of the, the level I am at, you know, mentally too. You know what I mean? Like, if you listen to Phil Sobriety, you see that. Like, I'm not downing 
our flaws as men because I'm a realist and I realize that nigga ain't none of us in this whole holy saints right but at the same time I have I have a little bit of uh, understanding that some of this shit we do is pretty fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about that stupid shit. Don't get me wrong, but I acknowledge that it's stupid shit. And you know, we now the society is like, nigga, smart is not even cool. Almost. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not with that. So I've been listening to music that 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 kind of tread that line, and you know, original Kanye was kind of the pinnacle for that for me. <sighs> I, I try to tell niggas like that I want the old Kanye is a real sentiment, which is why he recorded that. And people try to argue me down that Pablo is the old Kanye. And I mean, sound wise, I see what you're saying, yeah, but lyric wise, but lyric fuck wise, no. No, 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 no. Fuck no. If Not you ain't jamming a college dropout, a late registration. Bro, you go put on late registration and graduation, bro. You gonna jam that motherfucker through. Every fucking line in every verse was. Like, wow, he meant something, man. He gave you something every time, man. I mean, I guess that's also just the testimony of going, getting too big. I don't know. I can't, I can't speak for him. I'm not going to diss him because I still listen to him, but that feeling is not the feeling that's generally accepted overall in the music of today's culture, yeah. which is why a big shine can somehow get dissed by someone who don't know no better. Um, the attention span change of what people want to hear change and it, it puts you in as an artist it puts you in a tough position too cause like damn am I gonna be this real ass nigga or am I gonna go make some money right <laughs> and a lot of people straddle that fence man I, I, I'm not even gonna say no names but I, I know some artists from Houston that are blowing up because of the gimmick music mm. that at one time was totally not on that shit and you can go look that shit up on your own on YouTube niggas had some different thought provoking actual you know Kendrick S type music and that shit mm. didn't work they switched their style up and became rich so you can't really you can't even hate on whatever it takes to feed the, the family but goddamn, like what if we shifted <laughs> what if we shifted what we, you know what I mean instead of just conforming what if we yeah. say you know what Alright, y'all dumb niggas, fuck that shit. Smart is cool. And yeah. we're gonna keep driving this shit down your throat until you accept it. I feel like Kendrick, he gave us glimpses, but the person that he is now is probably who he always wanted to be. He just had to get everybody's to get attention to, first. Yeah, he had to get in there. And that's fucking smart because, you know, you can do that or you can be Lupe and try to shove it down people's throat and they eventually get tired of you. So I don't know, you gotta, it's all strategic, dog. It's Man. little look, little strategy. Um, the internet is a crazy alternate <laughs> universe. A crazy jungle. Yeah, I <laughs> want to call that. Boy. But yeah, man, we we really appreciate you coming out, spending this real for this podcast, bro. Hey, man, anytime, bro. If y'all do this shit all the time, and y'all just y'all run out of niggas, and y'all want to start bringing back niggas, bro, I'll be here every time. See, oh, that's yeah. a real, that's bro. Real. We just get in here, just talk about some real shit. We I got a lot to say, bro. Yeah, we man. Need some hours, man. I ain't gonna lie. Hey, yeah, that's you can always come back. See, we yeah. added to the list with BJ. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> yeah. BJ, the only one right now to get a get, get a monthly segment, so. Yeah, man, we definitely gonna have you back, man. For sure. I mean, um, especially as more new stuff come out, I, I got a lot of shit in my, my sleeve. Most definitely, so man. Our way. Please, <laughs> hey, send, yeah, send us a playlist. We'll definitely put it on, on our uh, SoundCloud, man. Uh, speaking of that, man, give us uh, give the people your information where they can reach you at. Yeah, first, let me say, I want everyone listening to come out 
August 8th to Warehouse Live for the Houston Trend called Summer Jam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is the um, debut show for the Cold Summer EP that Dobies and Q Guiden just put out along with their movie. Um, I'm one of the performers on this show and I got a couple tricks up my sleeve. <laughs> so I think it's going to be a, a great event. Um, you can get your tickets from Warehouse Live's website. Also, Houston Trend Magazine is selling them. Um, and yeah, follow me for the event, Bright Link. My Twitter and Instagram is 100. My, my stage name is also 100. O-N-E-H-U-N-N-I-D-T. I'm also on Facebook. I got a fucking Snapchat. Uh, my Snapchat username is Fuck It Fool. <laughs> hey, I'm really about to follow you right now. Fuck it, fool. F-C- F-C-K-I-T-F-O-O-L. Is you? Yeah. Let me see. Nah, it's a, it's a C. Oh, it's a... Oh. It's no you. It's no you. My bad, John. F-C-K. F-C-K. I-T-F-O-O-L. You can follow me to see shit about... Holy shit. Yeah. That's so real. And I'll tell you why. No one knows this. All right. B-Honey used to always tell me, get a Snapchat, get a Snapchat. I never wanted to get a Snapchat. She's like, man, get a Snapchat. This is the new shit. I ain't had fuck that shit. All right, fuck it, fool. I'll get one. <laughs> that's where that name came from. Uh, that sounds like some shit B would be pressing you about. Yeah. <laughs> and you can follow that to, to see my me with my babies or me in the studio or me traveling, doing crazy shit, eating crazy food or me rapping. That's what I was probably going to be on that hook. Real. I just followed him on Twitter, so I think y'all should do the same. <laughs> and on Twitter, you're going to see me argue about football and basketball. And <laughs> Before we leave. Yes. Oh, we always do it. Oh, shit. Texans. We know you're a Texans fan. What do you... Okay, let's go. First of all, <laughs> I got to pay your boy D-Hop. <laughs> hey, my man D-Hop. I, I'm an advocate of paying Hopkins whatever amount of money he wants. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, Keep him. honestly, he's 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 a future. He's a future for Houston sports. Honestly, him and him and JJ and, and James Harden are the future of Houston sports. Well, I ain't gonna discredit the Astros, but you know what I mean. So yeah, get that man that money, man. We don't need no wide receiver problems. <laughs> we got plenty of other problems. We don't need wide receiver problems. I, what do you think the season gonna look like into the uh, end of the season? I think we have potential. I, I really believe in this coach. This is the best coach we've had. Um, I, I hope we get a better special team situation going on. That's that's very important. I hope that our line can be improved. I think our line has been trashed probably about four or five years now. Jesus. So it really don't matter what quarterback you have if you can't protect them. And that's the thing too. Like Houston fans, we are very fickle. And not even fickle. But we ain't got no fucking loyalty to not shit. Like, my nigga, we be throwing niggas under the bus, and it don't be them niggas' fault sometimes. Yeah. Look at Ryan Fitzpatrick right now. Ryan Fitzpatrick on the Jets last year. Shine. That was first all-time Jets history in touchdowns, second Jets all-time history in completions, second all-time Jets history in yards. So you telling me that Ryan Fitzpatrick went to the Jets but has no running game, and had the best season of any Jet quarterback in Jet history, and niggas was acting like he was what's wrong with the Texans. Boy, 
Damn. That line was. Look at the Jets. Look who's in the Jets division, my nigga, versus who's in our division. My squad, the Patriots, that is. So basically, what I'm saying is, it wasn't all his fault. We ain't had no run game. Foster been hurt for three, four years. We ain't had no line, which is why everybody keeps getting hurt. This is why every every quarterback who got hurt didn't get hurt because he was running and stumped his toes. He got hurt because he was getting sacked too fucking much, which is not his fault. I don't know why fans don't sit, don't see this, but fans be trashing the shit out of niggas to the point that we gotta get rid of him. But every time we get rid of a nigga, he shines like a motherfucker. Jacoby, Owen Daniels, we can go down the list. The Nico Ryans, we even yeah. we even got rid of some of our best niggas and they had better seasons when they went other places. Exactly. Which bro. might mean that he wasn't the issue. Rick Smith. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and they just gave him a four-year extension. Speaking of Rick Smith, get him out of here. Yeah, he, man, he, man. he had a good draft this year, but I want to see what these draft picks do for the Texans. It's only a matter of time before, before we run J.J. Watt in the ground like we Jesus, ran A.J. Johnson in the ground. Jesus, and that'll be the day that... God forbid on a Sunday boy. like that. So, I need Clowney to play. Jesus, yeah, get your ass up, Clowney. I mean, um, at this point, there's no more excuse. Zero for me. <laughs> you aren't the number one pick that we thought you were going to be, bro. Come on. You know what I mean? And the quarterback, I believe in Brock Osweiler. Yeah. I mean, he did good for the, for the Broncos. The Broncos had a different line situation. They had more linebacker play, so the defense was different. Um, but I, I think that he can, he can do a good job. He has some weapons if we pay Hopkins. And I, I would like for us to go back to a fullback blocking scheme because that was when we were the most productive offensively. And I would like for us to go back to having an offensive coordinator because that's when we were best offensively. <laughs> However, we've changed that mentality, which changed the results of games. So, like I said before, fans, stop tweeting these niggas' personal Twitter accounts, blaming them for the entire team because it starts at the top, my nigga. <laughs> I don't know. I be want to go on rants and shit, but hey man, go on. I do. I started. I, st- I stopped being a rant nigga, bro. I used to be a rant nigga, bro. I used to, I used to put a lot of tweets together, streams yeah. of tweets to talk about subjects, and then I realized weak niggas who don't know what the fuck they talking about do the same shit. So you know, you never argue with fools from a distance. Can't tell who's who. I never want to be that guy anymore. So I slowed down on it. So my arguments, I give y'all like two, and then I just let the timeline have it. Cause usually. My fans or followers engage with me. So if I say something, 10 other people are going to carry that conversation and I can just watch and then I can let y'all niggas argue with each other. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of where I've gotten to. I don't know. I've been on Twitter a long time, so I don't don't really want to be that same person who doesn't evolve. So I don't really do the rants like I used to. But hey, man, if y'all niggas watch football, man, you can tell this shit is not just... We gonna ride JJ to the ground and, and look up on some wins and go to the Super Bowl. It don't work like that. Jeez. As great as the man is, and they hold him. He should have been MVP, by the way. Yeah. They hold him. Um, he's done some things that no player's ever done. Animosity in this. I got bro. To be a Texans and Rockets fan, nigga, it's is, hard. No, no it's I, definitely hard to be a Rockets fan. Man. So I'm a Rockets many times. Fan. Hey man, what you think these Rockets gonna do with Dan Tony, man? Dan Mike Dan Tony is one of the worst basketball <laughs> coaches in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> One of the, hey, he Damn. shined on Phoenix, but he Offensive. didn't shine on Phoenix. 
Steve Nash was the MVP two years in a row. With Amari Stoudemire and Sean Marion. Stat. So, like, yeah. we can't give that. Don Tony, I seen him on the Knicks. I seen him on the Lakers. He's poochie. He's trash. And the problem with the Houston Rockets is not the running gun. Yeah. So what are you improving on? What we already do? How about we get somebody who can improve on the shit that we don't do? Ooh, like, like it could have been. I, I think Jeff Van Gundy would have been a good coach yeah. for this team. I thought that's who they were. We had Jeff Van Gundy when we had Steve Ned, uh, Steve Francis, Katina Mobley, and y'all mean the gold Steve Francis, which was the worst version of <laughs> what we should have had because at that time Steve and Coutinho was hooping but when Yao came he wanted them to slow down off and stop running gun because we need to run the ball through this tall nigga so hey y'all on this fast break slow shit down pass the G.I. first then step the offense that's not Steve uh, Francis's game which is why the Rockets couldn't win that way mm. they got rid of the nigga for T-Mac which was good but both of them guys was hurt too much okay so mm. now we fast forward to now now we got a team that needs defense, that needs discipline, that needs all the shit that he was trying to give that team that already had it, but we didn't get him. We got a guy who only supports what we already do, which means we're not going to improve in those other areas. Plus, our personnel, like... That's off the chain. <laughs> I'm not even going to get into the roster, you know. We, we, signed, we, got holes in we signed Prigioni again. He's like 39. Bro. Bro, okay. <laughs> Look, when we went to the Western Conference Finals, we lost to Gun State Warriors. With Prigioni. With Prigioni. And Prigioni backup was Jason Terry. So we had, we had people who were basically the old guys playing all the clutch minutes versus Chris Paul and you know what I'm saying, then Steph and all that shit. Now, not to discredit the Warriors, but I will say that in their championship run, their entitled road to the finals was against Ooh, say it say it no starting say point it. guard let it be known no star they had no starting point guard in no series and i feel like during that time if the rockets had beverly the rockets would have beat the golden state warriors and went to the nba finals Ooh. that's my hot me, take me and kane used to be roommates and we said the same thing like the that Warriors, was the time. The Warriors had, they didn't go, they didn't, Steph Curry didn't play against anybody, Steph bro. Curry didn't have to guard nobody. And we saw this year what happens when you got to guard oh, somebody. Oh, yes, he did. The God, Kyrie. <laughs> Let it be known. I, because oh, Golden State, with with Steph not scoring what he normally scores, Golden State still could have won the championship. The reason that they lost is because the person he had to guard was incredible. <laughs> You saw him get mixed. So I mean, he hit the game winner on Steph in his face. Like so, that, so, so, so like that means that he was he was lacking on both ends of the court. He wasn't scoring what he normally scores, and he couldn't stop the nigga. And they don't give Kyrie his credit. No, they ain't give Kyrie. They, his they didn't give my guy is, his. Kyrie is the reason, bro. Yeah. LeBron the is the MVP, but Kyrie is the fucking reason because LeBron could have did what LeBron does every year. Choked. And, I'm talking stat wise. <laughs> <laughs> Every year he got the same. His stats don't get yeah, no better, no worse. Yeah, yeah. Shit, he does the same shit. He stays the same. Number but one, that team wouldn't have won with just him. And you saw that last year, right? When they played with Matthew Dellavedova, he could have been. He could have been the first losing MVP in the finals. Yeah, and, was like, and they said no because it would have just looked stupid. So they gave it to Iggy. Right. Stupid of, ass Iggy. Out of uh. You know, so and I and you that, saw. Uh, I ain't mean to cut you off, but you saw what Steph did in the finals last year. He ain't do shit, right? 
Clay Thompson was the reason. Exactly. As is this Clay year. Thompson was the reason that they beat the Rockets both times they played the Rockets, actually. Exactly. <laughs> to be honest. It wasn't exactly. Steph. Yeah. It wasn't Steph. Exactly. It wasn't Steph was hurt. Yes. Uh, this yes. yes. Clay, Clay Thompson, Thompson was, was kicking. We couldn't do nothing with him. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that James Harden guarding him. Yeah. Yeah. I know. James didn't guard him. <laughs> Clay guarded James. Yeah. James went off for that nigga. Yeah. yeah. But he, he wasn't guarding him. It wasn't nobody passed to. I think they had like Brewer and Ariza guarding him. Oh. Crackhead. Hey man, I told I told a lot of people last year, bro. If Kyrie Irving didn't get hurt in Game One, yeah, the, Cleveland, been a series. the Cleveland Cavaliers would have been back to back NBA champions. Cause you see, they took them to overtime in Game One before Kyrie got hurt. So the question is, what about this coming season? Jesus Christ! I mean, the Rockets. I'm, I'm, I'm bro. Dallas is a better team now. Portland is a better team now. Uh, San Antonio is was already a better team. Jeez, they just um, quit. <laughs> Golden State, um, it's still the, the, the gig is still iffy on what um, Oklahoma City gonna do because they trying to pressure uh, Russell to resign. But there's a lot of teams that's better than the Rockets. And the East Coast, you know, Cleveland is still a far favorite, but Toronto's getting better. Um, Pacers. Pacers getting better. Celtics Pacers getting better. better. The Knicks got Ooh, better. Ooh, I forgot about the Celtics. The Celtics got Al Horford. Yeah, Ooh. Knicks got better. Bulls got better. Yeah. And then there's still, the jig is still undecided on Miami. So there's a lot of scenes. So. <laughs> the jig. <laughs> let, let me ask you this. I didn't ask everybody, I think, since the, the free agency has stopped or whatever I yeah. started. What do you think about KD on the Warriors? Like, if you think it's a good thing or you think it's a bad thing? I, I would have liked him to go to San Antonio or to Boston instead. Mm. Just because Clay and KD almost have the same as that game. Mm. So it, it, he's better overall, but what they do is the same, the same moves, the same, you know what I'm saying, activity, whatever they do on the court is the same. So offensively it's cool, but however, they still didn't address what made them lose the finals. Mm. They still ain't got nobody that's gonna stop LeBron. Mm. They still ain't got nobody that's gonna be a big man in the post. They still ain't got nobody that can guard Kyrie. So did they get really, really get better? It's like, now you can tell that their strategy is, we have to out, we have to score a million points a game. Mm. That's the strategy. Not how we gonna stop niggas or nothing like that. So we gotta outscore them. We gotta just we gotta shoot a whole bunch of threes and the hoes gotta go in. But we see what happens when those threes don't fall. So it, I don't you know. live by the three, you die by the three. And that's why I said all finals. They gonna die by this three. It's, that's, it got worse. Yeah. Because now not only do they have to live or die by it, now they gotta figure out who the fuck's gonna take it. Exactly. <laughs> that was my next question to you. You think they'll all get along on the court? You think somebody will be gone next year? I, I wouldn't be surprised if Clay Thompson didn't want to leave regardless. Because, like I said, Clay Thompson is the reason for it. Bro, Clay Thompson had a game where he scored 37 points in one quarter. In one bro. quarter. In one. And didn't get not one nominee for nothing. Like, yo, your teammate is a unanimous MVP. That means Focus. that he should know not only the rest of the league, but he's super shitting on his team. Like, he ain't, the rest of us, we must not be doing shit at Exactly. All. <laughs> you know what I'm oh, saying? we must not, we just be passing the ball to Steph. Right, but that's not what's happening. Clay Thompson is, makes it so that Steph gets open. You know what I mean? So, like, that's, I mean, this is a one-year project anyway. Because next year, salary, 
free agency. Free agency. And, Everybody. And Kevin and Steph are free agents. And the Somebody fucking, the fucking uh, agreement's going up, yeah. so people can get more money. So niggas are going to be looking at the trash teams. And, and I was I was uh, on Bleacher Report, I think it was like two weeks ago, and they were one of the GMs, two of the GMs were already talking. They were like, they don't think that this project's going to work, and they already trying to you know, get the plan together to get right. Steph. They want Steph. They gonna tell him. They gonna. They already working on a plan to tell him. Hey, we can make you the man again. Cause they said that they KD think KD gonna be the man. They think KD gonna get the shots that he usually got to close the game out. The yeah. game winning shots. KD gonna get them now instead of him. And Steph gonna you know feel that like damn. No, I was the that man. Sounds like some bullshit. I can see Draymond because he got that two problem being the one starting shipping Mon. first. Yeah. I, mean, I think Steph would stay before Draymond gonna start shipping first. Yeah, but Clay deserves to get courted like some of these other free agents exactly. get Exactly, he deserves the max contract. Opportunity to be the man somewhere, bro. Like I don't even know if he can do it. But the shit that he's done on that shit, thing. Harrison Barnes just got a fucking max deal. That's his ass was trash. Dallas is no, stupid. He's not, he's, not Bro, he's not trash, but you saw what he did. Hey. Let's just say that. Let's because just, he's the, he's not even the third option. He's yeah. literally the, the fourth, fourth option. He was yeah. thinking it up. And he was bro. thinking it up because he was, what, six? Ooh, man. Like 40 he was something. Blowing six, right? He was blowing. <laughs> he was wide open. Yeah. He, was blowing, <laughs> he was blowing his money. That's what he was doing. Hey, Dallas is stupid as fuck. I'm not going to say he's trash. I'm gonna say down nah, he's not trash. He's not worth the country. Nah, he, he wasn't worth. He's not better than Chandler Parsons. Hell There's no. There's a lot of people that don't that he don't deserve more money than. Hell no. They're going off of a uh, exactly. Like, he's won a championship with Steph. And he's been there. He's been there. Yeah. That's what they're going off. I think at the end of the day, we're still gonna see Cleveland, Golden State Part Three. Get some ball, get exposed. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. People are they gonna blow by him like LeBron did in that first year of the finals, and that's how they had. But yeah, I don't know. It's exciting though. I'm glad. I'm glad changes are being made. Yeah. Even though it's still for the same two, you know, but, franchises. But I mean, I feel like this is gonna motivate Westbrook. Westbrook's probably gonna win MVP this year. I have a question for you before we get off the air. I think Westbrook as well. It's either gonna be LeBron or Westbrook. You crazy to me. Bro, I don't think this year they're not gonna not give this nigga James Harden credit, even though we know it's gonna happen. They're not gonna give him credit because they gonna, they, gonna have too many L's. The shit that they said was he didn't have he don't enough play wins. Defense. He yeah. don't play. You know what I'm saying? They they hold bullshit now, over him. Yeah. Now if he comes out this year and plays defense. I can see him up there. I mean, he played defense last year. But not, not, not last, this season. Yeah. He played last year. Yeah, 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 yeah. But if he comes up this year with that mindset that I'm about to stop niggas on defense and yeah. still I mean, Not this year. I think, <laughs> I think more, for, more for James is like, bro, year. when you the nigga on the team, yeah. you the, the reason that we win. Phones do X, Y, Z, we not going to win the game. Yeah. And you giving your all to do that, you know, he going to the hole, getting fouled more than anybody, all that shit. Jesus. And, Honestly, he can average double double in assists, but his niggas do not be making them passes, bro. Zero. Bro, I done seen him handle up and under, right under the goal, missing miss the shot. Terrence yeah. Jones, his niggas missing layups He's and gone. shit like that. Fuck Terrence Jones. You know Jones. what I'm saying? So that that frustrates the shit at you. Yeah. You so you gotta take over the game. You like fuck it. I done exerted so much fucking energy just to get us in this game. And when I pass it to y'all and see y'all give me a break, y'all gonna blow that shit. I'm not gonna play defense on the next play. Exactly. So, Fuck y'all, it, 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 it's, it's Damn. 
it's the team thing that that takes from the superstar, bro. You see that Carmelo the same way. Yeah. Carmelo was the same way in Denver, bro. I'm shooting. I'm shooting lights out. I'm a top five scorer in the league, my nigga. We can't win because if I don't score these points. Nigga, the game over with. Cause when I start passing, y'all niggas gonna lose. Y'all gonna turn it all out of bounds, some stupid shit. Why the fuck I'ma run out here and guard my man on that play? Y'all gonna be fucked up. And you saw in that video when he was laying on the ground. <laughs> oh, no, that video, that video is that is that is the worst case scenario. <laughs> But Carmelo did that shit a lot, bro. Yeah, it's a lot of times where he yeah, get pissed off at nuggets, his teammates. For the Nuggets. Yeah. And he, he played with JR. He was Jack up Smith. He put his hands up and They're just stand there. Niggas going by. I remember, <laughs> I remember, I never forget when OKC was playing the Nuggets and that nigga Melo was supposed to be guarding KD. Put his hands up and they're going to look at Ibaka. Like, no, nigga, that's you. Like, <laughs> bro, he did it a lot, bro. <laughs> that's you, that's bro. That's a superstar thing, though. Kobe did the same thing. Yeah, Kobe did uh, all the time. Yeah, Kobe did. Man, fuck y'all, nigga. Man, I'm Kobe Bryant, bro. Y'all need to be defending this shit. Yeah, I got the rings already, nigga. <laughs> I, I got a scope in guard. What the fuck, fuck are you doing? Fuck <laughs> that. I ain't wasting all my energy. Look at me running my body into so the So it's about personnel. And, and the historically, Rockets have been good at compiling uh, um, role players. So, okay, we can't get no more scores. All right, this nigga is specifically for defense, Brigioni. This nigga is specifically for three, so you better hit them hoes. This nigga, so whenever a role player doesn't do his role, he's fucking useless. Exactly. If a role player, exactly. if you're not good at a lot of shit, you gotta go. You, ain't, you gotta be good at that one thing. So if you have a game where you're fucking up on whatever your one thing is, you are like a liability to the rest you of the team. You see what happened to Terrence Jones. He rode the bitch. Yeah, that sorry, was wild. pussy. He went from being the starter <laughs> to being rotation man to not even getting played. Hey, it's crazy, bro. bro. Hey, but Kevin McHale gave Terrence Jones way too much PT, yeah. and that was what's wrong. Okay, let's talk about Kevin McHale. Look, <laughs> come on, man. You got four minutes. Let's Damn. go. All right, four minutes. You got four. Let's minutes. go. Let me know. Talk about it to win. All right. Kevin McHale's problem, main problem. This is for someone. I went to like most of the Rockets playoffs games. I'm watching them house live. Kevin McHale does not coach to the circumstance. Ooh. He has a game plan written out. Where I feel like it's an actual sheet of paper where he's looking at everybody's name and how many minutes they gonna play and at what time of the game they coming out the game. He don't give a fuck if you just made 10 shots in a row. And bring it to the pit. Bro. Okay, it's, it's 2.39, time for you to come out. Nigga, I know you just lit that hole up with four threes, but time to come out, nigga, it's your time. Damn. Or, in Terrence Jones' situation, you could be stinking it up, but you still got six minutes left in this quarter to play because I already wrote it down on a piece of paper, but he's not going to take you out. That was the downfall in the Rockets. The coaching had no fucking strategy that was going by what was going on. Or... Clay Thompson just keeps busting our ass every time we do pick and rolls. You know what? We're not gonna stop our, and switch our defense. We're gonna keep on until he missed the rolls. That's that's that is the the Kevin McHale philosophy. This nigga didn't get up off the bench. He didn't yell at nobody. He didn't say nothing to the refs when it was a bad call. That nigga just sat there and I'm in the I'm in the stand screaming at the back of his head. Bro, call the timeout. What the fuck, nigga? <laughs> and 
and that's why he had to go. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying. Dan Tony, I don't know, man, but he's not the. He's not the. There's so At least many other yeah. He he yells. There's so many other coaches that we could have got though. It was like people niggas getting fired and shit. We ain't look at them niggas. Thibodeau, Scott Brooks. They didn't look at none of them niggas. Scott Brooks used to play for the Rockets. That would have been. Perfect. I thought he was gonna get yeah. a call. He was on the list, but you know, Jeff been good. Warriors, been not the Warriors, but the same. I'ma say this. Fucking give her Kim Olajuwon the job. Fuck it. <laughs> We experimenting with niggas anyway. Fox Blood give a nigga who be knowing some shit. He come to the praise. He can, he can teach uh, Capella to be the, the next African great. Speak on it. I like Capella. I like Capella too, man. That's Dang. what I'm saying. That's, that's a prime example. Capella will come in that hole, give energy, be hooping and shit. Come out. James Jones, go in. I'm yelling every time. Why you took him out of any fuck up yet? Because it's 639. <laughs> I'm gonna die. Hey, Daryl Moore, you gotta get the fuck out of hey, here, bro. I need to, matter of fact, fuck all the niggas. I need the job. I feel like I'm gonna want to hire these niggas. Matter of fact, take us all rackers. I'm up for a job. Hire me. Shit. Reach out to my boy. Straight up. We out here, man. But we appreciate you coming on the podcast, hey, man. man. We gonna have you back soon, man. Thank y'all for checking us out, man. Till next time. Yep.